Hey everybody, welcome back to the Seize the Day podcast. This is your host Marshall. How have you been? I have really missed you guys. And my bad for taking so long to get another episode going. But like my last chapter said, sometimes you have to take a pause. And that's exactly what I did. I had a lot of things happen last year. Good and bad. And I took them all in stride. And we've moved on. So, you know, in the last year, what have you been up to? I know the world has been a crazy place. There's been a lot of turmoil. I've talked to a lot of people about a lot of different things. And I just wanted to see how you guys were doing. You know, I think it's very important to check in with each other and see how we've been. So just to give you an update, um, I was able to go back to work full-time in March and things were going well and you know I was able to add that part of my life back and then I noticed somewhere around probably summertime I started to become more antisocial than usual and I was like staying to myself and not talking very much and the next thing I know I was in a full-blown depression probably the worst episode of depression I've had in my entire life. Nothing seemed to fit right. Nothing was in my mind. I just couldn't wrap my hands around, my head around what was going on. And I just didn't see a way out of this funk. And, you know, I've dealt with depression in the past, but to me it's always been like a hurricane. And at some point, You're in the eye of the hurricane and you get clarity and you figure out how you're going to survive and move on. This time, it was, I was in over my head. Luckily, my wife Elizabeth is amazing and she's always there for me to talk to and some other friends that I have. And so we decided that, I decided and everyone agreed, it was time for me to go and talk to someone. And I know right now, that mental health is a big deal on social media and on TV and things like that. And I completely agree. And, and you know, at first, to me, it was like, what good is it going to do to talk to somebody else? All, all we're going to do is talk. They're not going to tell me anything that there's no magical fix for this. And that's very true. It was not a magical fix. It was three months of talking to someone every week. I had the most amazing counselor because she has a history in sailing. She's done something that I have always wanted to do. And so we talked, she was able to incorporate my love of the ocean with her experience. And we worked on resources. A huge thing with us that she taught me is how to use my resources. How to, you know, just like if you're gonna build a cabinet or something like that, you take out the instructions and you read them, it says, okay, you're going to need these tools to make this job happen. I think that is very important in our everyday lives and how, you know, we have to learn to pack our toolbox on a daily basis. You know, almost like I talked about one of my first episodes about luggage. It's very important. You know, take what you need, leave behind what you don't. So that, I I was able to graduate, and now I can say that my counselor, Lori, is a friend and not not a she is still a counselor but just not with me anymore 
and I highly recommend her. So one of the one of the cool things that came out of it is that she now would like for me to help others when I you know when I can. And I've always tried to do that since since my, this whole adventure began. But now like it gives me a purpose of that was one thing I didn't under, I, I started to get really down on myself and maybe maybe got a little, you know, snotty about things and just I was just in a bad mood like why did this why me? And that I've never been like that. So that was one of the things that um, affected me. So that was one part of what happened last year. Also, um, I was able to travel again. And those of you that know me know I my number one thing that I love to do is travel. Travel and music. So, my family and I took a trip to Florida in November, just before Thanksgiving. And we went to Disney for a week, which was amazing. My youngest daughter, Emily, is now 18. This was her big trip. She's wanted to go to Disney for a while. You know, with all the travel restrictions and things like that, since COVID broke, it was kind of difficult. But I promised her that we would go to Disney. And you guys know one of my things is, if I promise you something, it's going to happen. So there was a little bit of stress about that going into it because one thing that I've learned in the last year is how to stay in the moment more. I'm not great at it yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. And one thing was that, like, you know, Elizabeth would say, you know, what, what are we going to do about this? And I would just kind of disengage from the whole process because I was worried about what was going on today. You know, I would worry more about what I was doing right now and where my mind was at, how I was feeling. Do I need to take a deep breath? And I was not focused on what hotel, what restaurant we were going to eat at, what airline we were going to fly. But I had to bring myself back out of that a little bit and expand my my parameters because she needed help. And it ended up coming off without a hitch. We had a, an amazing trip. And then the second part of the trip is that Joshua, you know, my son, who is now 16 and driving, wow, he wanted to go to, he's a huge roller coaster nut. He wanted to go to SeaWorld and Busch Gardens in Florida. So he spent an extra day in Orlando, took a trip to SeaWorld, spent the day there, and then we were, you know, we traveled to our home away from home, St. Pete Beach in Florida pretty close to St. Petersburg and um, Clearwater. A little bit farther from Clearwater. Anyway, so we traveled there and we spent the next, I think, three or four or five days there. But we spent Thanksgiving in Bush Gardens and it was amazing. Anybody get a chance, go to Bush Gardens, Tampa. Amazing experience. And so one of the other things that we got to do while we were there was we got to stay on the beach. You guys know my love of the ocean. To me, that's my religious, spiritual grounding spot. And I had a lot of expectations going into it, which is surprising for me. I thought that I would get there and it would be very emotional for me and that I would break down because there was one point in the hospital when I thought to myself, I would never see the ocean again. I would never literally see the sea. And that was, that was very difficult for me in the hospital. But it also kind of motivated me 
because I wanted to get back to the ocean. So when we got to the, when we went to walk down to the water, I noticed I was not emotional. There was no highs. There was no lows. I was extremely calm. And I think that what I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but to me, the ocean, like Mother Ocean, she'll never give you what you want, only what you need. And what I needed in my life at that moment was to be calm. And that's exactly what I got. And I was, I felt so light and so carefree after everything that had gone on throughout the year. I felt so light again and so happy. And I just, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And, you know, so then one thing is my left leg has deteriorated to the point that it's just not worth much at this point. I could still walk. There's no running that's going to happen anytime soon, if ever. But, and you know, the people that live in Florida know that they know you're from the Midwest if you're in the water in November because it is chilly. So I don't care. If I'm going to be near the water, I'm going in. So Emily and I walked out. Luckily, there was a sandbar. So we walked out and the water went down a little bit. And then we walked up the the shelf and there was a sandbar. Then I went out probably just short of waist deep. So, you know, decent, decent distance out in the water. And the water, the waves were crashing up against my leg. And up until this point, I still had excruciating pain in my left quad from the stroke and the hematoma and all that good stuff. And suddenly, after about 10 to 15 minutes in the water, all the pain went away. Like the water just washed the pain away. And still to this day, you know, we six weeks later being back, I have no pain in my leg. You guys can say what you want to about that. I have my own ideas. I would love to share, you know, share thoughts on that. Um, I honestly believe Mother Ocean was looking out for me. And I was healed to an extent, emotionally and physically. And that's, that was a very interesting experience for me. A, A very big highlight of my year. One other thing that I have experienced in the last year is that I've never in my entire life been a huge reader. I don't love to read. I know some people do, and that's great. I wish I was that person. Um, I've always been told that the smartest people have the biggest libraries. So I, I I have wanted to not become more educated, but just there's things that I've wanted to read or learn about that I've just never taken the time. So I did. I took the time in this last year. And one thing that I've learned is you don't have to read books to become educated. There are so many outlets now through social media. There are podcasts. There's things like Audible. There are, you know, just daily inspirational quotes and things like that. So you don't necessarily have to sit down and read a book. You could just, like one thing I have is the motivation app. And it gives you just general quotes and things to think about. And it has been a huge tool for me. So in the last year, I, I read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's just an amazing book. 
I can't believe that it was written in that time and it is still so relevant today. Just amazing. Um, I listened to I listened to The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. And I know that's not a, you know what you would think it was, but I learned so much from that. And like I said, I listened to that one. And then I also listened to The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi, who is a legendary um, swordsman from Japan. And I've always wanted to study him and his love of, of swordsmanship and integrity and things like that. And just how he, how he used strategy in all aspects of life. It was just amazing. And that was, you know, a huge, huge thing. And those were the, those were the biggest things that I read throughout the year. And I, there were so many times that I almost came back to the podcast and I didn't, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to wait until it's, it's time. Like don't take the bird out of the oven too early, cook it slow. Let's make it worth it. So I'm finally ready to, to get this thing going again with you guys. And like I said, I've missed you guys so much. And one huge aspect of this is that there were people that came back to me and said, when are you going to do your podcast again? Now, I'd love to hear it again. And even though, even though I had some people come back to me and tell me that, I still wasn't ready. It had to be on my time. Like I, I had to make sure I was ready, that I, my whole heart was into it. And I am. I'm so ready to do this again. So what I want to talk to, what I want to talk about in this podcast is faith versus hope. Okay? And I know some of you are going to disagree with this, but I just, all I want is for you to hear me out and listen and just think about what I'm about to say. Let's start with hope. One thing in my recovery process is I would never let any of my therapists or doctors use the word hope. Like, oh, I hope you get better. I hope things are going well for you. You know, I hope, I hope, I hope. To me, my definition, this is my definition. My definition of hope is that you want something to happen or that you wish it would happen. Like, I hope you have a good day. What that is is an affirmation saying, I want you to have a good day. I want you to get better. I want you to have a happy birthday. I, I want things to work out for you. Almost a wish. You know, I, I, I hope you have a good birthday. I hope you have a happy birthday. I wish you a happy birthday. You know, I, you know what I mean? Like, I want or I wish you the best. And, you know, like I've said, prayer, affirmation, um, vocalizing things, that's all positive energy. And I've told you before, I have felt physically the power of positivity through prayer, affirmations, positive vibes sent my way. So let's move on to faith. To me, faith is a belief. You believe that something is going to happen. I have faith that I am going to be able to accomplish the things that I want. I believe. Um, You know, just like in religion, like again, I've told you guys I'm not 
largely religious. I'm more spiritual. But those of you that are, that's great. I love that you are. I love your passion for for your religion and your beliefs. One thing that you will hear is people that have faith in God, Allah, Buddha, what you know, Shiva, whatever you practice. Your belief or your faith is your belief. You believe with everything you have that you believe in, the, in what you believe. That is your faith. That is my point between faith and hope. When you hope, you want something. When you have faith, you believe. And I think that that's very powerful in any traumatic experience is you will always have people say, you know, I hope that, that I hope things work out for you. I hope you get better. But it's strange that if you really listen, someone eventually will say, I have faith that, that everything is going to work out for you. I've been praying for you. You know, I have had so many people throughout the process say, we almost burned the church down lighting candles for you. So if you think about it, if they're praying for you and they're lighting a candle, a candle could be a physical manifestation of a positive thought. And that is, that's crazy if you really think about it. Um, and you know, just the whole idea, if you think about someone, I'm sending you, you know, I'm thinking one thing that you see a lot on social media, someone has something bad go on, happen to their family. They lose a family member. I'm praying for you. What you're really saying is I'm really thinking about you and I'm going to try to send all of my positivity that I have left to you. And you know, if you are a religious person, you say, I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm praying to my God that they help you, that they help ease your pain. And long, long time ago, I learned that this is what someone taught, basically taught me. Don't pray for a situation to be over. Pray for the strength to get through it because you will come out better on the other side. That is extremely powerful extremely powerful. So that is what I wanted to to open up as I go forward with the podcast is hope versus faith. And you know, if you have anything to add or you know any thoughts or anything like that, by all means reach out to me and let me know. Because I would as you all know, I love to discuss things openly. I am not one of these stubborn people that is set in my ways. I'd love to hear your thoughts because, you know, when you talk, you repeat what you have heard. When you listen, you might learn something new. That is extremely powerful. And another thing that as my intentions and my focus has changed over the last year, more from being, okay, how bad is my body going to feel today? Am I going to be able to breathe? What's my mood like? As it has changed from inward to now I can look a little bit farther out and start to work on what I would like to do with the rest of my life since I've been given this golden opportunity is one, one, one point that I've stuck on that I think is just, to me, universal. 
it's just a universal thing, is that when your eyes are open, everything you see is someone else's intention. So think about that. Like right now, the room that I'm sitting in, there is a ceiling fan. So someone had to think, you know what? I really want to make a ceiling fan. How am I going to make this happen? And they went through all the steps and they made their thought a reality on such a grand scale that now it's in my house. There is, you know, um, pictures, there's a phone holder, even like the technology that in your phone. Someone had to think of this. It had to be an intention from someone. And now it's a reality. So how do we... I've, I've been working on this a lot on I, visualization and... Um, what do they call it? Um, the visual, vis, visualization and how to make your thoughts a reality. Visual, visualization... I'm going to get that right eventually but how you manifest your thoughts in a positive way and how everything that you put out there, the universe listens to positive or negative. Because like I said, last year was not exactly, um, unicorns or rainbows for me. Somehow I found a way out and it was asking for help, which seems to be a landmark with all this and, or a hallmark is that I've had to ask for help a lot more when this adventure began than ever before in my life. And that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. You have to know how to ask for help. So I think that's where I want to wrap this up. Uh, I think the next direction I'm going to go that I would like to go with this is that I want to explore the concept of love. And I'm going to probably have to break it up into a seven or eight part little mini series because I'm going to do it from the Greek version of love. And the Greeks believe that there were actually seven different types of love. So on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. And I want all of you, if any of you want to reach out, by all means, I'm on, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram. I think on Instagram it's MarshallPorter74. Um, Facebook is just MarshallPorter. And on Facebook it says, Host of the Seas Today Podcast. Email me at porterme831 at gmail.com. If you have any input or let me know what you thought of, of this episode. If you see me out and about, by all means, talk to me about it. And I will be back very soon. I promise it will not be a year again. I promise. Thank you so much. Like I said, I have missed you guys so much. And I'm so glad to be back. So have a great day. And seize the day. <laughs>